do your part. I said, do, do, do your part. Another unique perspective today. We're talking to Mr. Henry Lear. He's 37. He's a father. He's a Marine veteran and athlete. And get this, y'all. He has no social media. What's that about? We're going to find out. Stick with us. Everything is fueled from me wanting to be a better person on Earth. It's time to do your part. I don't want you to dream. I want you to do it. Tap into the conversation. Check one, two. As we cover the latest issues affecting our communities and the world. It is absolutely vital that the truth comes out. Resolve your unconscious bias and grow from first-hand experiences. Is your mind truly free or is it caged? This is Do Your Part with Brian Gallo. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Do Your Part. We're getting a fresh voices from really interesting people around the planet, all walks of life. And today we're featuring Henry. He's 37, and he's from Gary, Indiana. And that's all I know about you. Welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm well, man. How are you? Living the dream, man. I love it. I love it. That's a good answer. I think we all are trying to live the dream. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so I don't know too much about you. Uh, let me ask you this. I usually kind of open the conversation with this question. I know that you know Mitch, but why did you decide to come here and do this today? I honestly thought I could have a positive impact. My voice could be heard. Because I don't do social media, I don't do... Um, I'm not very social. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of, in my mind, solutions. This was an opportunity to be heard. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're here and to share those. You don't do social media. Why don't you do social media? Well, honestly, the... um, Like you don't do Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? Never have, never will. Never even have had accounts? No, no. Okay, so yeah, why? Tell us. I'm a private person, and I'll explain what I mean by a private person. Some individuals... They're open. They don't mind. You walk by their house, the shades are wide open, garage door open. Um, you know, and which I, I yeah, it's cool. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm just not one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm private. I like to keep everything, you know, to myself. Mm-hmm. And um, the criticism sometimes. Yeah. You know, um, criticism is good, constructive criticism, but you also have trolls. You also have people that just nasty mm-hmm. <laughs> and i and i i know myself i don't i don't want to deal with that mm-hmm. i'm not there yet to to deal with all that yeah so I just don't do it <laughs> that, well that's you are like a unicorn nowadays i right? guess everyone tells me that everyone says you know you don't do this you don't do it. it's almost like the majority now and but, yeah it's but, true but even though you're the majority it doesn't necessarily make it all right Look, I, I agree. <laughs> you know, I agree. I come from a thought of like non-conforming. It's like if everyone's doing it, I want to question why. Yeah, why? Right. Um, but it's interesting because in today's day, you know, cats have Instagram pages. Babies have Instagram yeah. pages. So it's 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 gotten out of control a little bit. Yes. Um, and I understand when you talk about that you're a private person. I almost thought that you were going to talk about all of the negativity that's on social media, and that's why you don't do it. But it's more about it's a choice for you. Yes, sir. Because you don't want your business on the street. Yeah, I was just a private person. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say to all of – you said trolls. What do you have to say to all of the negativity that you're seeing on social media? Do you think that social media is positive or it's just not for you? It's not for me. And it, it can go left or right. It can mm-hmm. go good or bad. 
it's good to have information to get out and influence people. I mean, mm-hmm. that is great. Before, you know, you had the Pony Express. Now right. you have a, you a know, click of a button. Click of a button. Yeah. But there's a there's a downside to that. Sometimes that we could be the architect of our own demise. Ooh, let me write that down. Hold on, architect. Is that your own? Something like that. Okay, I like that. <laughs> it's true because of your own demise. It's true because I think as I get older, I really I just embrace and I get so excited at the idea that um, I am the architect of my own life, and it's yes. so cool. And even like what I want to choose to think about and say and, and my message or what I choose to do with my free time. It's like, fuck it. I don't, I don't need to. Yeah. So I just love that idea. Architect of your own demise. Yes. Um, all right. So let's get to the, the, the nitty gritty, the meat and potatoes. Yes. Tell us about you. You're from Indiana. I want to hear about your upbringing. Tell, give us, give us your backstory. Well, I, I had two amazing parents. Mm. And I was fortunate enough to have my mother and father in the house with me. A lot of my friends didn't. And I saw as a, in a young age how that affected them. But I didn't, some kids make fun of other children. Like, man, I got my dad, you don't, you live with your grandma. I didn't do that. I, I was always taught that, you know, shepherd the weak through the valley of darkness. You know, hey, show compassion. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and, and don't try to throw it in their face, you know. Um, but I was getting back on subject. Yeah, I had my mom and dad, and my father was laid off the year I was born from United States Steel. This wow. was 1982. Wow. Um, during the Reagan administration, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my father, mother, went on welfare, and see, that's another, you know stereotype that oh you're on welfare you're lazy that no my dad worked <laughs> he was an educated man he just got laid up it the system is there for people to help them mm-hmm. it's those that abuse it mm-hmm. you you're well you, you have the ability to work it then go do it mm-hmm. and give it to someone that needs it mm-hmm. well that was my father after two years of it he ended up getting a job at a, a corrugated paper plant and he worked that job forever um i i have an older brother who is very intelligent. He's uh, currently a, a teacher and a financial advisor in Dallas, Texas. Um, he attended Andover, uh, Cat- uh, Phillips Academy in Andover, Massachusetts. It's mm-hmm. a prep school. Um, and he was a foreign exchange student. I'm very proud of my brother. <laughs> wow, I can hear it. I can hear it. Yeah, where did, uh, foreign exchange, where did he go? He went to Japan. He nice. speaks Japanese fluently. I bet he does. Wow. Yes. And he's in Dallas, you said? Yes. Sir. Okay, go on. Um, at the age of 13, my mother passed away. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, and, uh, a couple years later, I ended up moving to the state of Iowa. My grandmother did 37 years for EJ&E Railroad in the area, and, uh, she received two pensions, one from the government, the government owned the railroads, and then she got a, another one from the job. So she took a lump sum from one and bought the house where she grew up at mm-hmm. and lived off of the other one for the rest of her life. So she was a rarity for the time. She was definitely having, she got herself financially situated. Yes, she Smart was. woman. Oh, she was. My All right, grandmother go ahead. was very, very yeah. intelligent. Um, well, my, Gary, Indiana, <laughs> it's not, that, that was at one point considered murder capital before murder capital. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I just know it's known for the Jackson family. Mm-hmm. And how do you become a murder capital? Is if you take how many people, are, like, you know, because you got Chicago that's right next to it, 20, like 20 miles, not even, it's not that far away. Mm-hmm. It has a huge population, and more people are dying at a rate. It's the rate. Mm-hmm. You have only 100,000 people here. You compare the two, whoa. It's per capita, right? Per capita. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so growing up in that environment, my dad said no. And my mother would always tell me, you might be from the ghetto, don't mean you got to act like it. Your dad said no to what? No of me being there, living there. Got it. He sent me he to wanted you out. Iowa to live with my grandmother, which I love my grandmother, love my family. You know, my grandmother's a 100% Caucasian lady. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. So you're mixed race? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your mother, is your mother or father? Black. Mother, mother's black. My father is... His mother's white and his father is half white and black. Mm. Have you ever done your ancestry DNA thing? I have uh, my history, uh, family tree. Wonderful. Actually. It uh, dates back to Norway, 1726. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We got a lot to talk about here. <laughs> you said you brought that with you? I know. I have it. I have the, um, my brother has that copy in Dallas, Texas, but I have pictures and everything on my phone. I yeah. In a moment, uh, I'm going to probably ask you to grab that and try to uh, tell us a little bit about what you do know about your, your mm-hmm. history because there's a lot. That's a conversation in its own right there about how um, people don't understand that um, the majority of us are mixed race mm-hmm. and uh, that some of us identify with other parts of our culture, just as you mentioned Norway. Yeah. That's something you know, so you I might have I tried, tried to identify with that in your past. Versus on my black side of the family, it's unfortunate it stops at a bill of sale. Because, I mean, if you say yeah. you were... Um, you were owned by Master Water Bottle. You mm-hmm. took on Master Water Bottle's last name. Right. But how how many times did this slave was sold? Mm-hmm. Every time you sold, you took on another Master's last name. Right. But if you're not allowed to keep records, you can't read or write, right. you're lost. Right. right. And we have no, <laughs> no connection <laughs> to our heritage. You're right. What's interesting is that white privilege, and I, we all, I talk about this in every show, it's very inflammatory for a lot of people. I do think, somebody had mentioned this, I think it's a really smart example, but just the fact that a lot of white people, I don't want to generalize mm-hmm. all, but a lot of white people can follow back and understand their history and their lineage and mm-hmm. be able to visualize and be able to actually... It strengthens them. Well, yeah. It's strengthening. It's and, kind of it builds your confidence. It all goes, it all attaches to your identity. And who you are and which in which you relate to. And black people, we don't, just as you said, buck stops in the 1800s or 1700s. For American blacks, however, in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. because they were allowed to keep their customs, mm-hmm. they were allowed to keep their language, et cetera, et cetera, they can trace their lineage directly back. Interesting. I got to bring somebody from the islands on the show. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, all right. So get back to talk because talk more about your childhood because what okay. I want to eventually circle back to through this conversation is what racism looked like for you as a kid, how you learned about it, when you learned <laughs> what the N word was, and all of those things. But tell us more. Tell us more about your your background. So uh, basically, growing up in the Gary area, it's predominantly black. Mm-hmm. So instead of singing. Uh, Pledge allegiance to the flag. We sing, lift every voice and sing. Really? In the morning. Okay. You know, or we shall overcome. That's what you sung, along with the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. But it was taught. Mm-hmm. You were taught more than just the basic, I'm not going to say basic, but um, the more popular the black leaders like Booker T. Washington, George Washington Carter. You learned about other leaders like John Horace. You know, et cetera. I mean, these are individuals that... Um, Let me make sure I'm hearing you right. So what I'm hearing is when you grew up, the curriculum that you learned, you learned a lot about black history. Yes. It's no different from, say, you attended a this historical black college. Mm-hmm. 
you're going to get an education, but you're also going to learn more of who you are. Yeah, but you know that you had a very interesting experience just by that example alone, mm-hmm. right? I, I vividly remember the, our American history book, the textbook, right? And mm-hmm. it was very standard. It was kind of the, the what most of the nation learns. We didn't learn about uh, black inventors, black historians, right. you know, uh, other civil rights activists besides Malcolm X right. and uh, Martin Luther King. So this is really interesting. It's no different. I believe in, you know, let's say Nazi Germany. Everyone says Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. See, Hitler had henchmen. Hitler had mm-hmm. other people other than himself. I wouldn't necessarily call him henchmen, but he had other people that did his work in his name, did things in his name. Mm-hmm. It's more than just him. Right. There's a lot more. Yeah, just like the, uh, the government. The president's one person. Mm-hmm. There's the Senate. Mm-hmm. There's the House of Representatives. There, there's. Do you vote? Yes. Okay. Yes. Go back to talking about you as a kid. So, oh yeah, I'm jumping off subject. No, it's good. I'll, 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 one thing I do is I'll keep you on subject. I'm sorry. But I want you to, why well, this is what I want. Just normal, right. natural conversation. Go ahead. Um, so, in Gary, learning these things and then when moving from that to Iowa. Culture shock. Well, yeah. You know, you go from, hey, it's nine o'clock, stay away from the window, there's people shooting outside to. Sh- shooting like, what? Guns. Oh, right, but shooting, what are they shooting at? Well, people, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, a bullet has no name on it. You run past a house in a situation that happened, you know. Um, we're seeing, eating Sunday dinner, and um, I remember the Three Stooges was on TV, and um, you hear a boom, and then another boom in our front picture window gets shot out. Yeah, mother's father's telling me, you know, get down, go call the police. My mom and dad's grabbing their guns. You know, come to find out around the corner, the man got his leg blown off bled out and died but what if i were standing by that window and my mom was standing by that window yeah you know um, sounds like the wild west is this is paint, paint paint the pictures what i don't like is that it, this has been going on sir for as long as i've been alive but it's interesting to me that it was no attention to it till president obama got elected mm-hmm. and everyone wants to start talking about chicago 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 well where was it when all this shit was was going on mm-hmm because he didn't care. Mm. Was it marketable? You know, um, that's how I feel. Do you think Obama was good for black people? Yeah. <laughs> to the, well, okay. <laughs> yes. But like you said, President Obama, he, it's, he's one man. Mm-hmm. And he's still a politician. Exactly. He, he screamed for bipartisanship. Hey, let's work together. Nobody want to work with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's another subject. But yeah. for me. So moving uh, to Iowa, I'm sorry. I go to Iowa and you had, I lived in Clinton County. Well, in McQuokka County at one point, they were handing out flyers, recruiting people to join the KKK. This is when I was in high school. In it's, the neighboring county. This is the late 90s. All right. But I had a huge amount of people who were very supportive, teachers, coaches, uh, friends, my family, you know, who are white, that live out there. You know, it, it's funny. They'll be like, how the hell do you know him? Well, his grandmother is my grandmother's sister. That's where, so that makes cousins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was, you know. Um, were these, was this their attitude prior to you coming to Iowa, or was this their attitude because of how they felt about you? Well, both, I guess. Okay. You know, um, I'm not sure what their attitude was until they met me. All mm-hmm. I know is, I, you know, you ain't got to like me, but show your respect. Mm-hmm. And they did. And then there were some that didn't. I just stayed away from them. Uh, my out was sports. 
Mm -hmm. I participated in sports, football, wrestling, track, in that order. Mm -hmm. And the cohesiveness of that outweighed any kind of racism. I mean, black, white, we were on the same team. And, and mm -hmm. that philosophy of you could be black, white, purple, but here we bleed black, black and red, man. You know, that was our school colors. Like, and take that philosophy into society. Same in the Marine Corps. But it was great for me. Like, I didn't want to go move to Iowa. I stayed home with my dad. Mm -hmm. At 13, or excuse me, at 15, 16, I didn't understand what he was doing mm -hmm. until I was in the 11th grade. And I thanked my dad. I said, thank you for, for doing this. Because, Lord, behold. Did you I, actually thank him? Yeah, to his face. We were fishing on Mississippi River. <laughs> Vertical jigging for walleye. And um, I told him that because I know, had I been back home, and what was happening, I had friends that were getting shot, killed. I would have wanted payback. And now I'm wrapped up in the same BS that probably got him. Like, my dad saved my life. That's deep. Yeah, because I know I would have, you know. Well, I am a Marine. I know me. I know what my principles. And, you know, I I just would have been playing into the same bullshit that's keeping all of us down. Yeah. You know? know thyself. And you sound like you did. Yeah, I had no other, no other choice, I guess, and um, yeah. So I mean, Iowa was. I want to play great something state for of you. Iowa, you know? I want to play something for you. Uh, Mitch is going to kill me because I shouldn't do this during conversation, but I want to get your um, your. Actually, you know what? Let me hold. It. Actually, no, let me do it. I'm going to follow through. I want to get your your perspective on this gentleman's um, After being conversation. I was born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi in a single-parent household with two other siblings in the projects from the hood had every opportunity to sell drugs, join a gang, steal, break into people's homes, rob, all that, all that. But what made me different? Why did I not do those things? First of all, I had a mother that didn't make any excuses for herself due to her being a single parent, and she didn't even give us the room to make excuses for ourselves. She raised us right. She did the best that she could do. But even then, me and my siblings could have still made a decision to get out there and do what we wanted to do in spite of her bringing us up right. Mama taught us it ain't about where you live or what you ain't got. It's about being thankful and appreciative for what you do have and making the greatest impact in that community that you're from. Moral of the story, blacks are not oppressed in America. It's a mentality. Blacks are not oppressed... In America, it's a mentality. At CJ underscore DASP, this is TikTok. This guy has a really strong opinion, and I'm looking to get him on the show. What do you think about all of that? Well, yes and no. Yes, it is a state of mind, you know, because of the fact that I just said, you know, you have many black people who were in the same situation, but they managed to get out of it. So that right there proves that, you know, you it is accomplishable um, mm -hmm. to be what, what, you know, let me rephrase that. How could someone prove your superiority over me if I'm doing just as good as you or better than you? Mm -hmm. Right. If you're proving that I'm you're proving better it. than, to, right. However, there are people in positions of power that I don't give a damn how good you are submit you're still going to be here I, I got you here i don't give a damn for mm -hmm. whatever personal reason mm -hmm. so that's the oppression that yes there are people that i don't give a fuck how 
good you are, what you do, your skin too dark. Yeah, I and mean, this is, listen, and that's I, just a fact i listened to this today and, I, and, it, and it, it struck a chord with me a little bit and you know i i like his perspective and i respect his opinion but the last part i was like i don't know if i agree with that no no yeah because again i know what he's saying by mm-hmm. for yeah me i could have did those same things i could have and i'm not even gonna cast you know the, some of those people are doing that because they ain't got no other choice mm-hmm. and there's a lot to it I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not, I'm here to judge them. Right. They're my brothers. But also, I want to call them out when you're being wrong, yeah. being fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Even people who are racist know what you're doing. You're not stupid. You're not stupid. You know the difference between right and wrong. Okay. So, let now, where, where are we going to go from here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I... I'm not going to make it like you say excuses. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not going to make an excuse for anything. Do what is necessary. And anything that is worth doing isn't going to be easy. Totally. It's hard to let go of when you had your grandmother or your grand teaching you, telling these different things. Mm-hmm. It's hard to let, you know, even in religion, you know, mm-hmm. I highly doubt that God is somewhere saying you got you Jews are good. You, you Christians are all right, you know. Right. You, 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 Lutheran, <clears throat> but you two, you two, you groups over here are all fucked up. Mm-hmm. What? You don't highly doubt it. Doubt it. You know he's not doing that. I know he ain't doing. And it. you, you obviously have a relationship with with uh, faith and religion, and it uh, sounds like yeah. you know the Bible. I, I, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I know it well well enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not a pastor or reverend, but mm-hmm. it's a great book. Mm-hmm. The Quran's a great book too. Mm-hmm. Any anything that's holy and righteous. Holy and righteous. Now, some people take these to the extremes. I mean, come on, chill out, chill that out. What, like Scientologists? Oh no, like you have Christian extremists, you have Islamic extremists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the literal word. Like, damn, you know, I, I can't agree with that Mm -hmm. because a man wrote that book. Look at the word his story, his story, someone else's account. Usually, that account goes to the victor. I don't think people, I don't think people <laughs> yeah. consider that. Well, a lot of great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. That's Albert Einstein. Say it again. Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. Yeah. Ooh, that's what we're living in today. Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. You know, so am I supposed to? I I, I try to show compassion to the uneducated, to mm-hmm. the those that are not using their logic and common sense. I, I Which is the to, ignorant. You try to be compassionate with them. But what happens when that runs out? I was going to say, you try. Yeah, I try. Yeah. Let's talk about some... Some. Uh, did you deal with racism? Obviously, you dealt with racism as a kid. We, we, we've, we can do the math on that. Tell us about mm-hmm. some instances, if any. I mean, I'm, I'm wrestling in Iowa, and you could hear certain people yelling out, nigger this, nigger that. Wow. Okay, and you know, like... <laughs> My man, he used to tell me, wow. "Niggas an acronym. Never ignorant, getting goals accomplished." <laughs> Never <laughs> ignorant, getting, getting goals, goals accomplished. accomplished. Nigga. <laughs> so, yeah, I would be a nigga for you. That's right. <laughs> and for life. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and again, I, I, I think of my white family and my white friends. Uh-huh. You know, I can't. I'll never go against. I cannot believe that. Or generalize that because now I'm, I'm taking away from them. Mm-hmm. But I don't also want to take away from the struggle of my brothers either. Mm-hmm. 
everyone's rioting, burning. They're not doing it for nothing. Mm -hmm. There's obviously something wrong. You know, um, I'm not just justifying it either. I'm not saying, but you understand right. why people. I know riot. why it's happening. Yeah, because a lot of people don't get it. They're like, "Why are you burning down your own stuff?" Like, it's because they're it's they're that. angry, they're frustrated. Mm -hmm. They have neither the resources nor the clout at the negotiating table. So mm -hmm. they're taking the negotiations to the street. Well said. That's what puts it very simply. Yeah, that's what I believe. That's well, and I think that's what I'm looking at. But I also feel like what you said is factual. It's like it's all about actions, right? And if you can't, if there's not a table for you to bring your frustrations <laughs> or your concerns to, <laughs> and you're it. continually being told to shut up or you don't have a voice, just as you said, you take it into the streets. I believe if you're being oppressed, you have one or two options. You can either conform or, uh -huh. re or rebel. Mm -hmm. That's your two options. Yeah. Some people rebel, some conform. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll submit. So fuck that. Yeah, can you imagine you and I? If, can you imagine if you and I were put in a time machine and, and back to like seventeen seventy oh, something wow. in Alabama on a, on a, you know picking cotton? Like, would, how would you <laughs> respond to that? Would may I? I'd, I'd end up probably getting, most likely getting killed. But right. then let's go back to that right. Or there. killing yourself. Well, you here's here's the here's the. I mean, you're smart, man. Thank you. There were two different. <laughs> there were two different types of slaves: those that were born free and born in bondage. Yeah. So someone who's born free and never forget that spirit. They right. will never they will continue to fight until no more. Mm -hmm. Versus someone that's born into bondage. Mm -hmm. That's all you know. That's all that's your world. So right. how are you gonna be way different to compare from it to. Yeah. And that's, that's your life. You're grateful. You're probably whoa. coming from a place of gratitude. You know? That's what you know. White people are better and I am not. Etc. Etc. Look yeah. at the Jim Crow laws. Mm -hmm. Conditioning. Mm -hmm. Hey, uncle. Hey, you're not, not. Never call you Mister or Mrs. They're quick to give you a title, doctor, perfect, because they don't want to call you Mister or Mrs. Mm -hmm. They only consider you a man. Mm -hmm. Three fifths a man, if I'm not mistaken. That was. This, this is written in the mm -hmm. laws. You know. Um, how can you expect mercy or a fair shake from your oppressor? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, not gonna happen. No, that fair is not that negates the whole idea mm -hmm. of oppression. So through establishing dialogue, establishing some kind of um, conduit, let go, open your mind. This goes, this goes out to all the white supremacists, black supremacists. Hey, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. Open your mind. You know good and damn well what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know is not. It ain't right. Right, and is that the is that the story you want to leave behind when you leave this earth? Is that the legacy you want to leave as one of? I want to leave a anger? world that all that children. I don't give a damn. I don't want to sound, you know, like, children of all races, creeds, religions. They said that can mingle, chill out, hang out, have fun. We did as kids. Make money. Kids don't see color. Do you have? I mean, exactly. It's learned, learned behavior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that. Let's. I, I've got. I've. There's so many. We have so many open topics yes. here. This yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it's. it's <laughs> I like how the conversation's flowing. I really do, and this is why I take notes. Uh, before we circle back to a couple of these topics, um, and thank you for that example of 
I still can't believe that wrestling story. That's just talk about a distraction. Oh yeah, you know it, it is what it is. You yeah, know, well, yeah, yeah. I I was raised in California. I never experienced situations like that, and it just the thought of it is like, oh, how would I react? What would I do? I know you know you never know unless you're in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a bit about the, the your military background and what that was like for you. That experience. I didn't do my ACTs or SATs in time. I was, I was a you know full athlete, football, wrestling, track in that order for all the years I was in high school, and I did pretty well. Um, and I didn't want to be a bum. Good. <laughs> I, you know, I, I said, damn. That's a, you good, know, that's a, good, that's a good choice. I, 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 honestly, I didn't, you know, my grandmother was retired. I didn't want to burden her. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, um, my father, you know, he was doing what, you know, his living his life. My brother was in boarding school. I said, yeah, I always wanted to be a Marine. I have a lot of family that were in the military, so I signed up. One week later, they hit the World Trade Center. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, have the, I have proof of that. <laughs> a week after you signed. Yeah. So yep. that really kind of fueled you. Yeah, I just graduated That's a bad choice of words, but you know what I mean. Oh, well, no, no. Yeah, you're, you're, you hit it on the head. I, um, I said, oh, wow. But the gravity of it didn't really hit what just happened. And um, I remember my recruiter said, you know, you're going to war, right? I said, yeah, I thought you just fucking with me. Then I get the call from my dad. Did you just sign the Marine Corps? Yeah, you know you're going to war, right? I said it just like I said all day. Wow. Damn. A year later, I'm sitting in Kuwait, and Boom. I I uh, won a race actually. And, um, I got to make a phone call. I was able, you know, my reward is to make a phone call, and I called my dad. He didn't even know where I was at. You know, operational security. And this time I can, you know, tell. Hey, where you? I'm in Kuwait, and I remember the words, the last words of my father for a while before I talked to him again. He said, "Don't be a fucking hero. Come back to me." You know, and uh, I said, "Yeah, man." <laughs> you know, and uh, hey, but I, you got that. Did you understand uh, what he meant when he said it? Now that I got children, yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what he what he meant. Yeah, and then check this Don't out. Don't be extra. Do what you got to do and get home. The, the funny part about it was that I did do extra, and I still came back. I actually was, you know, involved in a rescue mission that helped save Marines. My gunnery sergeant won the Silver Star. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was a good. You know, it's it like was, a movie. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's an understatement coming for me. He wrote a book about it, uh, uh, the "I Am My Brother's Keeper." Oh, okay. That's that. I was in. I'm not. My name's not in the book, but I I, I was in everything that he. You're part of that story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Say, t- <laughs> so tell us the name of the book again. I am my brother's keeper by Jason Duran. I am my brother's keeper by Jason Duran. Yes, D O R A N. Gunnery Sergeant Jason Duran. Wow. Silver okay. Star recipient. <laughs> you love that. Oh, man. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's a very one of the proudest moments of my life, you know, and it was a year after that that one of the gentlemen that I helped, I helped rescue, he came up to me and said, who's Lear? And I said, me? Who wants to know? I said, you know and he said, I just want to tell you thank you for saving my life. Holy shit. I never had that happen before. That was, uh, I want to say, February of 2004. Oh. And I told him, you're welcome. <laughs> well, you know, hey, as a Marine. Are there tears involved with this? Uh, no. You know, we're right, because you guys are just doing your job. <laughs> we're Marines. You guys are just doing your job, though. But that that was a white man that told me that, too. Yeah. I'll never forget you. You know, and people in my platoon, et cetera, were white, you know, or, did you or deal black. With, and... Did you deal with prejudice in your platoon? <laughs> I wouldn't say prejudice. <laughs> you would say racism? Well, okay, let me give you an example. I come out, you know, me and my friends, we were all white t-shirts. Now, just because I got a plain white T-shirt on, most people, 
you know, if you're not, you know, hip to what's going on, they'll say, oh, you're a drug dealer. You're this because I want a plain white T-shirt. I've worn a plain white T-shirt because white matches everything. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's, it's a good look. Yeah, it's cool. It, it's it's fresh. It's clean. So I had people <laughs> that were over me. What do you think? You're back on the block. But they'll walk around with a dinner plate belt buckle on. And I, and I tell them, you think you're back on the farm? Like, all right, I mean, what the fuck, man? Like, why, why do you care about how I'm dressing? Mm-hmm back on the block what's that supposed to mean mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, your proper civilian attire shirt tucked in this i get that but this extra shit and you'd respond to each every each time well, you, you got to be careful because you know this person's got a higher rank than you uh. i mean this person you know you have the ucmj lawful orders etc etc but come on now that always being followed is that always be you know it is what it is and i didn't cry about it though but I definitely experienced it. We a lot of us did. You know, my my friend Tamario Burkett, may he forever rest in peace. You know, black man, he was in a in, in the Marine Corps. He got killed, but he used to have waves. Like we have, I have my have waves in my hair. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you, see, you know, hair's wavy. <laughs> Yet his gunnery sergeant, the person in charge of him, said, "You're what? You're a, that haircut's eccentric. Eccentric because my hair is coarse and it's wavy." But you have somebody else over here, there, however you fuck, yeah, man, mm -hmm. like shit like that. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing is that when you would have to deal with situations like that, it was in your best interest to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I, sir. Yes, Sergeant. Or I, I yes, yes, that Sergeant. So I don't want to get into ther <laughs> therapy deep on you, but I want to, like, what, what goes through your head? Like, and, and what do you take, what's the takeaway from that? Because I would say that either. They would tell me that that's the, you're, you're supposed to practice discipline, which is. Right, the, uh, which that's where I was going. Of course, they're going to tell you that. And I get that there's logic to that. <laughs> yeah. But what's the other side of that? That you're in a position of power. You, you can tell me, you, you like it, you like it. I can tell this motherfucker I can do whatever the fuck I want with. It's like the police. I could. I am in a position of power. You know, so not all police, not all of them, but there are certain cops that, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm it. Who's gonna fucking who? Who massages the massage therapist? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, kid, <laughs> I. Who's gonna tell me any fucking thing? Mm -hmm. But, it's in the Bible. Even the king eats from the field. Mm -hmm. You still gotta respect the people. The little guy, <laughs> you know, we're all in this together. You can't abuse your power. So yeah. let me take a step back. So what would be the takeaway for you as far as those moments are concerned? So you had to kind of digest those and just suck it up because it's part of the program and part of yeah. the process. Looking back on that hindsight, you, do you have anger attached to it or it just is what it is? Or it's, I consider it business. Got it. <laughs> it goes in the business pile. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it was business, man. Wait, but, but those people that spoke to you that way, could you have a beer with them today? Or would you want to? Sure can, because a lot would of Would you want to? Um, hmm. That's a better question. Yeah, just to find out, you know, hey, you still feel that way? Mm -hmm. Because in me, it was proven on the battlefield. That's where you can talk shit, say whatever the fuck you want, but when these bullets start flying, shit starts blowing up, where's your heart at then? You know, <laughs> you know, what's that, interesting, let me, I got to jump in. What's interesting about you and your upbringing and it really what was instilled in you from a very young age, it, it is, it's this kind of... Um, We're taught not to run, man. Well, yeah, but, but you <laughs> have this kind run. of idea of, of the, the importance of camaraderie and team yes. and, and, and business is business and, and there's so much structure that applies to life and your, your morals and your uh, the fiber of you, a lot of you, is that, right? Yes. And it's always been that. Because mm -hmm. most of us don't operate that way. You realize that. 
I guess again, if I were into social media at all, I don't know what's going on out there. Look, most of us, you know, know, most of us are getting out of bed at like ten forty-five. I get up earlier than that, but you know, especially with COVID, like people just kind of move about life and they just kind of exist. It seems like you have, um, you, you're in line with your purpose, right? Or at least how you I want to get to, to your purpose. At least you have the tools to be able to get to the, whatever your purpose is. I believe there's rules to success. There've always been rules to success, and mm -hmm. a lot of these people don't want to follow these rules. And I'm not going to go. I mean, there are many, many rules to success. One of them is, hey, get up early. You know, how early do you get up? Oh, God, three, three o'clock, three, four, five. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. I'm laughing with you. Listen, I used to work morning shows and I had to get up at 3 a.m. to be at the station by four. I was supposed to be in at 3. There's reasons why, you know, I. 3.30. So what time do you go to bed? Sometimes like maybe even 10. Wow, I can't sleep. So you operate off of five and a half hours sleep. Yeah. Do you have PTSD? Yeah. Bad. I'm. Yeah. What do you do for yourself? You smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> you smoke yeah. a lot of weed. Yeah. Do you take um, psych meds? No, never have. Thank God for that. <laughs> Why do you say thank God for that? Well, I had a lot of friends that did, and they're they're zombies, man. Well, okay, hold on. Uh, they can't let, function. Let, right. Let, so let me let me rephrase that. Antidepressant specifically. I don't take any kind of pills, period. But do you think that the friends that they were taking, I think they might have been taking things more like lithium, like heavy stuff. Maybe. I don't know. But I re I think they were bamboozled. <laughs> okay, no, no, because this is another conversation. Yeah, they, they... I'm a huge proponent of psych medication for people that need it. Yeah, either you know, if, if, you, if you truly have a brain chemical imbalance, et cetera, then yeah. But there's, there, know, there's but... chemical imbalance and there's also situational. Yeah. A lot of people, there's times where you can take psych meds for a period of time to get through something, right? Um, oh, this is rich. Let's take a step back. So okay. do you meditate? Yeah. Do you really? When I listen to certain music. Yes. Yeah, you do. Um, so as far as your PTSD, and I can tell, I won't go too far into it. It's all right. It's all right. You know, it's, we can talk about it. So so you said you have it bad. So I can yeah, imagine I, that, that a lot of that is in your dreams. Sir, I could be somewhere and have a conversation with someone, hear a song, mm -hmm. and I'm ready to fucking cry. Mm -hmm. um, it's horrible, man. Mm -hmm. Um a certain smell, a certain, oh man, it goes right, I'm like right back, I, I it's hard to explain, um, but I deal with it, man, because people are counting on me, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, you know, again, I have children, I have a, a, a lovely lady that, how, how many kids do you have? Two. Got it. I have a son in Australia. <laughs> what? Son, yeah, his mother's Australia. <laughs> Your baby mama's in, in Australia? One of them. <laughs> and I, I hate to say that. I mean, like, oh, my baby, my, like, you know. That's I, me. I'm sorry. She, no, no, no. It's all right. It, it, it's her and I, uh, we started out well, ended horribly. Mm -hmm. okay. But if she's listening, you know, I I see where I fucked up at, you know, and I, um, I don't know. I Repent. Change your ways. I'm a change man. You know, I still got a lot of work to do. Um, but... Yeah. <laughs> One of the things she said, you know, um, you're a great guy. Just when you get mad, <laughs> when things, you know, it happens, it, fuck, man, you know, um, yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, she went back home with my baby. <laughs> Sad story, but that's what I had to deal with because I wasn't well. Mm -hmm. I wasn't right. But you're, you, you looks like you do the work and you're getting better every day. Trying. It it's, looks like you are. I take it one day at a time, sir. Yeah, It'll yeah. never. It's something that's never going to go away. It's never going to get better. It's always there. It's like a black fucking cloud that comes over me. But 
I learned different, how could I say, uh, different methods to keep a, keep a hold on it, mm -hmm. keep control. So you, I, I, I want to challenge you on the fact that I think it could get better, and I hear you because it's your experience. I could never even imagine what it's like, but I feel like as I get to know you and hear you, you really, I think you get it as far as what life is supposed to be, you know, and you, you're doing the work on yourself. I always tell listeners, it's like whatever that looks like, male, female, how, whatever age you're at, I'm in my 40s, it's important that I'm doing whatever that looks like, doing the work on myself, and you're doing it. There's no book that says, hey, turn to page 28, the book of life, how to deal right. with what, it doesn't exist. Right. You deal cards you dealt mm -hmm. but you also I prepare really do it. but things yeah. like meditating things like talking things smoking like a lot of mar good marijuana <laughs> <laughs> good good marijuana <laughs> <laughs> but it's one thing to get stoned but it's another thing to do something with your I feelings. utilize it do see you, that's just it like some people smoke and oh god I'm so fucked up right now okay I'll get stoned and I'll clean the fuck out of my house <laughs> you're one of those or I'll go go run hike with you know I'm it you're productive. helps me yeah yeah. It helps me sleep. Have you ever gone to therapy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. McKelvey. That's right. <laughs> I mean, the man's yeah. an intelligent man because some people say, and that's another thing, mental health. Yeah. What? Wow. Even with all this racism, even with all this what's happening in society, but these people are not mentally healthy. Right. And I'm here to say it. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not a dime. I don't give a fuck. Like, you're not mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't value it. They mm -hmm. say, I'm not crazy. I, I tip my hat to all the doctors out there, the therapists in the mental health field, mm -hmm. the counselors, because think about it. If you're not right, how the hell could you help anyone else? Mm -hmm. These people obviously studied or more educated. They know more than I do on how to deal with these situations, cognitive behavior, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Why is that not being valued? Look at our prison system. Half these people do not belong in a department of You need to be in a mental hospital mm -hmm. with professional help, et cetera. Here's a random question for you. Sure. If you were to try to, obviously we can't pull statistics. I don't have a laptop in front of us and you probably couldn't pull this statistic. But if mm -hmm. you were to try to take a stab out of the percentage of Americans who suffer from some sort of mental illness, what would that percentage be? 70%. 70%. That's okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Look, I, I get it. Percent. I mean, I would say I would say more. Probably, you know, because yeah. no, no one values it. You don't. Hear well, they don't understand it, it though. But they don't understand it. People don't understand what mental illness is and what that looks like for them. Mm -hmm. We're in a we're in a society where we deal with stress, anxiety, we deal with uh, infidelity, all these things. It's just part of the story that we're all supposed to deal with, and that starts to uh, it, it literally infest and man, you know, it, 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 and coat you right yes. and tear you up. But that's just what we're supposed to deal with. There's mental illness in all types of different fashions. Go ahead. And if, if more people, okay, I'm having these issues. Well, let me seek, you know, help. Mm -hmm. the, the, the hardest thing, you know, to show true courage, this is, you know, of warriors, is to go ask for help. Mm. Right. Reach out. If at first you don't, to see, you don't fucking try and try again. You quit and you ask for help. Hey, mm -hmm. one plus one is three. One, I'm going to try and try again, you fucking idiot. No. One plus one is two. Now the most important question, how did you get to mm -hmm. now you're learning <laughs> you know i mean stop everyone stop ask for help if you keep going in circles i mean what the fuck i mean that is the definition of insanity yeah doing the same thing over and over again you expect a different result every yeah. time you do it you just keep doing it 
you understand the benefits of asking for help, it seems, and you've that's yes. that's, that's that's helped you get to where you are today. By the grace of God, I have people that help me. <laughs> so, what about people that are is there's too much pride and they're just too stubborn, especially in today's day, that don't want to? Uh, we can lead them to the water, but they don't want to drink. What do you have to say to those people? There's a lot of men and women, but a lot of men are just stubborn. They're just like, I don't want to go to therapy. I don't have mental illness. I don't have this. I'm right. You know, yada, yada, yada. Back to that architect of their own demise. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I love you. You're great. That's yeah, I love it. You're look what? at you. You're taking <laughs> me back. You're doing one of me. No, that 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 they, those people are. I sh- this goes to you. You are being an architect of your own demise, and that demise doesn't necessarily have to be death. Yeah. Demise in other ways, losing your family, losing your 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 connect, you just your, your overall. You're not having a very productive lifestyle, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Et mm-hmm. The you know, when I feel nasty or do something bad to someone, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, having you, you're being a racist, you're being a dick to somebody because of what? What the fuck are you gaining out of that? Mm-hmm. What'd you gain from that? Mm-hmm. What did you, what, yeah, literally, what did you get from what that? What did you get from that? What is it, you know, like. And more importantly, how did you, <laughs> how did that affect the world? You just you're, you know, be a part of the solution, not the problem. I lo- I say that often, and that's a big part of the mantra with what we're doing today. Yeah. So so and I love it because we're all over the board, listeners. I know you've been able to keep up with us. This I'm been sorry, fantastic. you know, I, I my brain starts going no, off, don't and be sorry. you know, I, start t- you know I, I just kind of take those situations, and I can just bring it back to so much stuff. But I'm sorry. No, don't ever apologize because you're making sense, and this is exactly what we want to hear is really about what's going on in that melon of yours. Hold on, let me ask you this. Yes. Because uh, uh, getting back to the podcast and the purpose of it's talking about underlining prejudice, bias, putting a mirror in front of all of our faces and figuring out um, if if and what those issues are within ourselves. Mm-hmm. When you enlisted into the military uh, a week before 9-11 yeah. <laughs> and then you then kind of rode the wave. Did you find that you had to did you find that you were prejudiced towards Middle Eastern people? Did that automatically come with? No, and I'm going to tell you something straight up. Those people are just like me and you. Mm -hmm. For anybody out there listening, those people that are labeled as terrorists and this, they're fucking just like me and you. I say God, they say Allah. I pray with my hands together. They put, you know, they get they're the just the customs are different. It's the same shit. When I met them, I had people come up to me, most of the black troops, and say, "Hey, you know where you're at? You're at home." Wow. You're home. You're in the cradle of civilization. Yeah. The name Iraq means the land between two rivers, the Tigris and Euphrates. I it never all, knew that. It's, it's all there. Mm-hmm. I've got pictures from Babylon. I mean, wow. it, 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 the, the history is, I just believe that the United States made a mistake by choosing a side. Mm. You had the Shia and the Sunni. Well, we chose a side. You know, Saddam Hussein was Sunni. We sided with the Shia. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. We should have, when we took over, we should have established order. Because that order wasn't established, you opened it up for the insurgency. People who weren't even from the fucking country who came in. And who's in the middle? The Iraqi people. Mm-hmm. So what happens if, you know, you had a lot of mistakes that were done out there and you had some things that were done that were necessary. However, there were people that were, you know, in the crossfire. They got hit. Now, say this b- water bottle has nothing to do with nothing. He gets shot, get killed. But now this person's dad is like, damn, someone shot my water. 
Now here's this asshole insurgent. Hey, damn, that sucks. You want to get some payback? Join us. Mm. Now that person who has no real straps himself up with explosives will blow himself up. How do you defeat an enemy like that? That's someone who's willing to kill themselves just to get one of you. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's what you ask the average soldier. You willing to give your life for that? They just want to go home. <laughs> they don't. They just, hey, man, I want to do the job and go home. Well, hold on. So let's let's hover on that. Because if they just want to go home, how many people are there and regret being there? And what do you have to say about like draft dodgers or people that say they're not they're not willing to fight for their country? Here's the thing. You're an idiot. You don't want to fight for this country. Oh, I'm very patriotic. It's the United States foreign policy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And understanding the difference. Yeah, man. Like, you can't go to someone's country. And if the country, the majority of people don't want you there, then you need to respect it, man. Don't, you know, label. It's not stay, out of your, stay out of other people's business. God damn, man. But see, again, this is above my collar. Maybe there's a, I mean, now let me get back on subject as far as being a patriot joining the military. You're dodging the draft. You're, no, I don't believe in that at all. Mm. Love, I love the United States to the max. We're better, though, than some of the things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Why do you think some of these people hate us? And this isn't reduced to the Trump era. This has been no, part of our legacy is, that, for Pretty decades. much after World War II. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, this... Because I think we live in a space where everybody likes to blame and point, so it's like, let's blame Trump. But a lot of people don't understand the fundamentals of government and how yes. things have operated or yes. lack thereof for so decades. So, diplomacy, hey, we talk, we talk, but when diplomacy fails, they send me. Mm -hmm. can't talk to you no more so I gotta send force in some people roll with it some people don't mm -hmm. those that don't well hell so one man's freedom fires another man's terrors mm -hmm. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. um, would you go back if I had the same guys <laughs> what if you didn't if I got called upon yeah yeah because that's the oath that I took right to that's the commitment preserve this great nation what i uh, plead and beg the powers that be if you're gonna send me over send me for something legitimate mm -hmm. meaning hey these fuckers attack someone attack someone that's done harm to the united states or hey you know someone want to do harm to the united states and you have proof that they want to do harm hey i'll go all right let me ask you this what do you have to say to terrorist groups such as uh kkk and white supremacy groups here in the states what, what our, our lack of action on that well here's the thing it, I mean, some people say, oh, here's a controversy. It, it, here, here it comes, ladies well, and gentlemen. Well, these are just facts. Go ahead. I believe, say for there's a restaurant. Hey, we don't want no niggers here. Okay. You're entitled to that. Is I that believe that. Okay. Yeah. Why am I going to force, want to be somewhere I'm not wanted? Yeah. Okay. I, I understand that. Yeah. I understand If that. someone's, if, okay, hey, you know what? I don't deal with black people, and, and who am I to force it down their throat? And here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If they can convey that uh, opinion respectfully. There you go. I get where you're if going you with this. you can do that respectfully without, I mean, KKK, hey, 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 all that has a lot of history. I'm not taking away from all the bullshit that they have pulled against our ancestors. Mm -hmm. You know, you murdered, you lynched my ancestors, Okay. You, you, you did all these horrible things that, you know, no one talks about. Hey, just well, just you talking about them recruiting in, in your neighboring county in the late 90s. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> ancestors, this is, this is our, our brothers and sisters, right? However, in that, brothers and sisters, not all skin folks, kin folk. Oh, yeah. 
I've <laughs> suffered a lot of persecution and bullshit from my own damn people mm-hmm. than this so-called white enemy. So how, you know... <laughs> talk, I'm not, talk about that. Stretch on that. Well, and I want some examples, please. How I'm talking to you right now, I pronounce all my vowels and still, you know... I, I it's been so proper. Much Correct. Yeah. No, you're too white. You talk white. <laughs> or my skin's not very dark. You watered down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, you don't even know me. You don't know where I came from or what I'm capable of doing. But you gotta, you have a fucking opinion. And this is from my own damn people. And when you, so family reunions or when you're in those situations, do you speak up? I'll speak up anywhere, but, you know, I'll be honest with you, I haven't been to many family reunions, et cetera, et cetera. You know, no, you know, again, I'm a private person, you know, but I know a lot of, I know a lot of, um, like I say, people who, and I know why they do it because of the past. I mean, you listen to your grandfather, listen to your mom, all these things, you start, you really want to know black history, you're going to get angry. You're going to get frustrated, start reading about all this shit. Right. Now, how are you gonna how are you gonna convey this energy into something that's going to pay off? Mm-hmm. That's anger, this frustration. Mm-hmm. That's difficult. Yeah. What are you gonna do with that energy? And it's again, like I said earlier, when you have no resources or, or cloud at the negotiating table, you can't you, you you're dealing with somebody that don't really care. Here, I give you some. And when I, I want to see Mitch McConnell, and I say this because you know Mitch McConnell, he, 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 he's he's head the house or not the house, but he's, you know he's a big senator, correct? Mm-hmm. I like the day Mitch McConnell goes on national he's, television, um, he's, yeah, go ahead, and say, hey, you know what? I'd like to apologize to for what the actions of my ancestors have pulled, mm-hmm. and let's have an open conversation how we can make it right. Of all the heads of the the Confederacy, and I say the Confederacy because look what happened when Obama got elected. All 11 states voted the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn near all of them. Right. I mean, you just saw the Civil War get fought all over again. <laughs> like, seriously. Literally. Yeah. Literally. But uh, imagine those leaders, wherever you guys are at, you guys come out and acknowledge, just acknowledge it. Say, hey, you know what? We, we fucked up. Mm-hmm. Now, the members to say money. Okay, if you don't want to necessarily give money, then hey, set up a program, a legitimate program. Have a legitimate conversation about how you're going to make this right, not just, oh, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Sweep under the rug. I mean, you're going to keep having Turn these problems. You're going to keep having people fucking up. You're going to have all these dumbass organizations doing this. You know, you're yeah. going to have all this, all this shit if you keep, if you don't want to address it. Mm-hmm. It's like in a, a relationship with a, you know, a man or a woman. You know you fucked up. Oh, I don't want to talk. Well, then there's always going to be this button heads. Tell me, tell me what's wrong. Tell me yeah, that issue's not going to go away. Right. How can I make it right? Mm-hmm. Now, don't overdo it. And what I mean by overdo it is, you know, um, start thinking of things that are not inconceivable. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, I, you, you didn't give me a million dollars. You know, uh, no, this is going to take time. Mm-hmm. We're talking 400 years of fucking bullshit, man, worldwide. When people say reparations <laughs> right now, what does that look like to you? What does that what does that do to you? Oh God. That let's go back to forty acres and a mule. This is the eight the late eighteen sixties. You were supposed to be granted 
so you know for slave what happened to that a lot of the rights a lot of the benefits that were supposed to be given to African Americans were given to Native Americans that's where you get your five dollar Indians and things like that the dole tag etc etc you know um they they um no one's raising cane on those issues that the, the, the I wish I had my phone um I had it written down exactly the year and what it was that was what that 40 acres and mule was meant for mm -hmm. and it was never granted mm -hmm. well it was granted to some right to, and then it, 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 it's I wish I had the and paper some were offered... with me I don't want to I don't want to say it wrong uh, what I would do is I'd say look up Paranomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. Paranomics. Black uh, Black Power Paranomics. Paranomics. So P O W E R N O M I C S. And his yes. name again? Dr. Claude Anderson. Claude Anderson. Okay, go ahead. Because that man can explain it better than I can. Mm -hmm. I had it written down, but no, this is good because at the end of the of this discussion, I'm going to ask you for some solutions, and you've already given me uh, t two authors and two books. So continue. One of the things that happened after, you know, the end of slavery was, okay, now you've been granted, you know, freedom. Well, what are you going to do with freedom? Mm -hmm. You don't know how to read. You don't know how to write. You don't own anything. So they went back sharecropping. They actually went back to the same plantation, which they were trying to get away from. Right. With all those awful memories. And then some went west. Mm-hmm. You know, and tried to start and do for themselves, you know, and... Well, look what happened. A lot of this great Western movement, land starts getting taken. Mm -hmm. So reparations, I mean, damn, you know what? No, I don't have a, 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 a clear idea what that would look like or what that would be. Mm -hmm. Because money, okay, money doesn't solve everything. Mm -hmm. It solves a lot, but it doesn't solve everything. And the things it doesn't solve are the kind of really, really important parts. Well, think about like some of our, some some of our black leaders. Either you got assassinated or you got you sold out. Mm. <laughs> you got bought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You, what about everyone else? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think some so, some speculate that defunding the police, quote un, unquote, or Whatever that looks like, some people say that that could be a, a form of reparations by taking some of that money uh, and putting it back into black communities. I don't necessarily know if that's a bad idea or a good idea. Obviously, we need to see uh, what that plan looks like. But I wouldn't defund the police because at the end of the day, something happens. You call it. Mm -hmm. and, and, so, so, and that's why I, that's why I put the quotation marks around it. Who right? you call you got Well, I still think that defund, again, is the wrong word. I think that people want the real idea of that is to reallocate some monies to other, uh, create new agencies uh, for people to be able to assist with the police, such as uh, dealing with people with mental illness. You know, but that's just an example. Or take that money and put it, so give the kids, give the people that are in these communities whether it be white black purple something that they could do with their time there you go that's the end i think constructive that you can do with your time all right so give it go go deeper with that what does that look like well i mean if you had you're talking about a ymca or you're talking about a community garden sure or? sure yeah yes uh -huh. ymca community garden basketball courts uh right. and not just so much sports but 
education. Hey, we're uh-huh. gonna learn how to do bookkeeping. You're gonna learn how to do uh, taxes. You're gonna learn how to do a, a skill that Life you skills. become a valuable yeah. member of society. Yeah. And I believe that sometimes the powers that be think that we just want a handout. Uh huh. Nah, man, I want to earn it. Tell uh-huh. me what I gotta do to earn my place. Not. Necessary. I want to do the work. Yeah. And see the fruits of my labor. I don't. I don't want a handout. No, that's not what we want. The examples you just gave, do you see this community or do you see these thing, people doing these things such as uh, having classes about bookkeeping? Sure, or? because out of, I mean, you might have 200 people, but out of that 250, you, may, you know, are going to mm-hmm. latch on if it were available. Mm-hmm. So next Tuesday, everybody, at the park in Palm Desert, Henry is going to be teaching 20 people uh, how to bookkeep. <laughs> Now watch out! No, but but honestly, that's right. How, yeah. See how many people. I like show your reaction. You do. It was a joke, but I like it. You're you're dead serious, and that's the thing. It's all about actually getting involved. Yes. It doesn't matter what it looks yes. like. It's just doing something, right? Doing your part. Doing your part. Doing your part. I, I mean, love it. It's 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 no one man or woman's an island. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs help. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs a, a helping hand. But how can I say this? Um, <laughs> Not all money's good money. And a helping hand's a helping hand rather clean or dirty. <laughs> you know, but still, you don't want to be in anyone's pocket either. Mm. And that's that, this little magic word called corruption. Mm. Oh, you want to do, you, you, wanna eat the, you want this, you want that? Sure, no problem. But what are you going to do for me? Mm-hmm. That's politics, too. Oh, you want this? I, I sit on this board or I sit on this, com- this committee, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I can get all that done, but what are the fuck you going to do for me? Mm. And why do we get rid of that? And let's just operate clean, straight, you know. Wow. Imagine that. Well, it's an interesting concept. But I think what you're really, and what I'm hearing from you is something that I try to practice myself. And it's, again, every one day at a time. But it's really about being selfless, doing things because they need to be done, not expecting things. Yeah, and that's what I've tried to say. Yeah. If we could do that. John F. Kennedy, don't ask what your country do for you. What can you do for your country? Going back to dodging, you know, not yeah. the country asks me, hey, go. And I guess I'm going to have to go mm-hmm. for the better good of this nation. There's mm-hmm. things bigger than me. Yeah. And it doesn't matter the race. It has, they ain't got shit to do with it. But those are all examples of what gives us purpose, gives you purpose. Get my, that, right. and, that, and that's my that's my purpose. I'm not saying for every American to, you know, that's me. Yeah, but for the 33-year-old stoner who just really kind of eats Taco Bell and watches Family Guy and doesn't really do shit, it's like these are examples of how you can live live life with purpose and meaning. Yes. How you can give back um, and how, you again, you can do your part. I, I think what's interesting about being selfless, and I learned this from my therapist, like when you're feeling shitty, or you're feeling down, uh, go do something for somebody else. Fine. So I'll like I'll go to the 99 cent store and buy a bunch of water or Gatorade or flip flops or umbrellas. It makes you feel great. Doesn't it does. It? it makes me feel better because, and again, it's a self it's a selfish act, but it's coming from a selfless place, and I want to help others. And what what you do that enough times, you understand that concept enough times, and it really starts to shape who you are. And again, your true purpose. And mm-hmm. I think that if people understand that, you know, you want to leave a legacy, right? You don't want to just be here and exist and bounce. My children are my legacy. See, you're lucky. I don't have kids. I got a dog. Well, I mean, my son and, you know, my, my sons, they are my legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what to, to those that do have children out there, whether you're white, black, Mexican, purple, what are you teaching your children? What world do you want for 
your child. If you can't do it for me or yourself, think about your kids, man. Mm-hmm. They Adolf Hitler. I always quote. Are you man. practicing what you preach? Do you do? Oh, you, yeah. You're on the. You're on. You're with your hands on with your. Yeah, right. He's he's there, man. Right. Good. Um. If you want the future, Adolf Hitler once said, "You want you want the future, get the children." They are the future. Literally. Literally. Yeah. They're my legacy. What do I got? What am I passing on? What am and I giving him to to go on? And who's going to listen scary. to you more than your child? Yeah, but it's scary because I remember being a kid and how malleable, how easily persuaded, how peer pressure, and you could hear something and say, "Oh, it's the truth. It has to be." Because you have nothing, you don't understand really reason. And that's where social media could be poison. Totally. Yeah. You know, I tell anybody, even, you know, double check, triple check all your sources. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to write papers in school, footnotes. You know, where'd you get, you know, list, where did you get this information from? Yeah, your source. Your source. Well, that's that's what we learn in school if you were taught right. If you were taught right. (laughs) Not all schools are built the same. Right. No, you're right. But, uh, but, you know, I need, uh, show your work. Show your work. Yeah. And it's the same in information. I mean, if you're being, you know, what are you teaching your kids? Mm-hmm. Social media, yeah, there's so many distractions, but I believe of good parenting, you can overcome that. It's a, there's a line in the Bible that says, I don't want to be rich because then I'll forget God. Then I don't want to be poor because then I will still have to curse his name. Fear God, which means to just hate evil. Mm-hmm. And you can avoid them both. Mm-hmm. I, just, I hate evil. Mm-hmm. Don't be, stop, stop being fucking evil. It it, it it feels good sometimes to be evil. Mm. Yeah, fuck this motherfucker. Yeah, how's it feel? Stop that shit. Mm. Because whatever you do to somebody is going to come back to you tenfold. This world is like this fucking cat, it's a circle, man. goes around, fucking comes around. Might not be today. Might not be next year. But it's coming. Karmet- karmatic debt, man. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Because uh, we spoke be, be, before the interview. And I asked you for two things. So we're going to get to those things right now. So before I ask you for some solutions, and you already gave us some, which were fantastic, I'd like for you to take this moment to just, what would you, anything you, a message for the people, what would you like to, what would you like for them to hear? If you had to say one thing to everybody, what would it be? Compassion. Show compassion, man. Simple compassion. You see somebody that's hurting, they're fucked up, and you have the ability to help, no matter who you are. Fucking help them. It's 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 you're you're bringing us all up. Everyone's coming up when we do that. Does it matter if you're rich, poor, black, white? It, compassion. Show compassion. Understanding. Try to figure out. Hey, you know what? You know what? What? what you know? Why are you so upset? Why are you? And and listen. Even if it's something that you don't agree with, hear them out. Be a good listener. You know, keep an open mind. You know, it, it, that's what's killing all of us. It goes back to the, um, what's the story? Ever heard of the rattlesnake theory? Maybe. Remind me. Remind us. All right, folks. Rattlesnake theory. One day you open your door, there's a rattlesnake right there. Oh, shit, it's a rattlesnake. And you give it a mouse, it goes away. And you come back, rattlesnake is still there. You give it a mouse. He goes away. Third day, you give it a mouse. He's at your door, give it a mouse. He goes away. Fourth day, you get ready to pick it up, and he bites the shit out of you. Oh, Mr. Rattlesnake, I've been feeding you. I've been taking care of you. I've been trying to help you out. Why did you bite me? And the rattlesnake looks at you and says, hey, dumbass, I'm a rattlesnake. 
I bite. That's what I do. But see, you knew that before you fucked with me. Mm-hmm. You did it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's one analogy and with people, dealing with people, man. You know what you're dealing with before you deal with it, so why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. I'll give you another one. Here's, here's a turtle and a scorpion. Scorpion comes up to the turtle and says, hey, I need to get across this water. I need to get to the other side. Turtle says, man, you're a fucking scorpion. You're going to fucking stab me and you're going to kill No, I'm not doing it. Scorpion says, I mean, I promise I'm not going to fucking do it. I just need to get to the other side of that water. Turtle says, okay, cool. Come on, hop on. Scorpion gets on his back. There you go. Everything's fine. Turtle says, you're not going to bite me, right? No. He gets right in the middle of the fucking water and Scorpion fucking stabs the shit out of him. Turtle looks at him and says, you dumbass, you just killed us both. Mm. Compassion, man. Mm-hmm. Fucking compassion, man. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, 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 it's, a, it's an analogy, yes. Yeah. But well, we love analogies here, and I like that because truth be told, always still be the turtle. He showed him, hey, look, I know you're fucked up. I know you guys are fucking on some bullshit, but I'm looking for the good in your heart. Mm -hmm. Don't fuck me over it. I'll still show that compact. Come on. But if you do this, you're going to kill us both. Not just me. Mm -hmm. You're going to. Well, we could both get to that other side of the water if we fuck with each other, man. Mm -hmm. You fuck what you're, what you're, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say, you know, um, whatever your narrative agenda is in the world, don't respect people and don't be such a bully if they disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Agree to disagree, man. And and don't want to cry about this shit. There's a lot of things I probably said today. People are like, oh, who the fuck? And there's people agree to disagree. It's all right. Back in the day, we had played football. Hey, I'm with the, the Niners and then you're with the fucking Steelers. I hear we talk shit. But at the end of it, hey, let's buy a beer. Right. That's a good example. Yeah, because you're definitely disagreeing <laughs> in every sense of the word, but you're still able to be friends at the end of the Nowadays, day. Nowadays, you say the shit, and then you're going to lose your job. Or you're this, or this, or this, or this, or that. Or you're blasted on social media. God yeah. damn, man. Like, that, that, that is annoying. It's, it's, a, it's a horrible... I can't stand the shit. Well, that's why you're not a part of it. And I like that about you. And take <laughs> notes, too. Social media, uh, we need you on it so you can be able to listen to the podcast. But uh, if you choose not to, we respect it. All right, so before we say goodbye to you, give us a few solutions. We have two. I'm going to read them. Powernomics by uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. Yes. And then the second book that you suggested was I Am My Brother's Keeper by Jason Duran. Yes. What else can you include as far as solutions for people before we, uh, we, before we send them off? Solution for me is to educate yourself in every way, shape, or form. Education is the way up. It's the way out. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, education. That's all I can say. You know, education. Be educated. It's not for everybody, you know, but try it. Ah, that's funny. (laughs) Well, look, it depends on what you're going to educate yourself on. We like specifics. And you gave us two things. So those are the solutions. I would say educate yourself then on mental mental health. Uh Uh-huh. And educate yourself on on different cultures of the world. Okay. Don't cast judgment against someone until you know what they're all about. Don't be afraid of drowning until you learn how to swim. (laughs) I like this. So educate yourself on mental health. Yes. And the other was 
culture, you said. Yes, other 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 people's culture. You know what? What I do in California probably isn't what's done in um, the hills of West Virginia. Yeah. Or the hills of Bahrain or, Correct. you know, uh, Prague, et cetera. But if I learn, if I took the time out to, hey, you know, how you do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, you become way more knowledgeable mm-hmm. and, 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 and you can perpetuate this through time man. all this, all this positive stuff. I love it. I love it. So here's what we're doing. Solutions, educate yourself specifically on mental health and the importance of learning other cultures. If, if, if we're lucky, I'm going to ask Mitch, maybe we can throw up a few links for you guys, uh, especially with the mental health and the importance of it. A big thank you to Henry today. As always, we like to invite our guests back, so there's a good chance you'll be seeing Henry. Uh, but you can't find him on social media because he's not there. No. So that's <laughs> but all right. I, I do appreciate you having me here. Um, yeah. For those that are listening, you know, I hope I did not offend anyone one but um if i did you know it's just business and learn if, if, <laughs> and if, you, if you're offended try to i would say learn why yes l- l- educate yourself on why and what you were saying who knows we can be the best of friends at the end of it you know and i'd I like love to it. see that i love it all right i appreciate your time you're my hero man. oh stop all right you're my hero too and so are you all of you listeners loyal listeners and new we appreciate you that's a wrap for us as always do your part and we love you take care of each other I am absolutely confident that you continue to do your part. Thank you for listening to another episode of Do Your Part. I work at staying awake. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. Stay connected with Brian Gallo through social media at Do Your Part Podcast or visit doyourpartpodcast.com.